Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas? This is Mando Talk. I'm your host, Caleb Keller, and if you're watching on the YouTube, he's back. Nolan Ferris is back, the co-host. What is up, man? Man, it's been a long time. It has. It's been a long time. I've been sort of busy, so. Um, yeah. But I'm back. He is, and joined alongside. Good him, to see ya. The two people Thanks, that kind of stepped up. Thanks, guys. Brandon Anderson and Jacob Keller. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yes, back. I, know, I know they weren't big shoes to fill, but they, <laughs> thanks for filling them. They're a little small, actually. Had to well, go barefoot. Yeah, right. I mean, you're probably like a size twelve at least, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think BA just kind of enjoyed your seat though last week. Yeah, I got for this, sure. I got the spinny chair, and it's just <laughs> so. comfy, dude. It's, it's nice chairs. It's low budget here. We got non padded seats on this end. I mean, well, but I'm good. Upgrades. I'm pretty <laughs> comfortable. So I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. comfortable too. I think I got, we've shared our grievances you know. with seating on the mm-hmm. podcast. I think it's before. like every other episode now. Pretty much. Adjustable Anytime mic stands. <laughs> I can be wherever I want to, so it's comfortable for me. Anytime that uh, BA has to go back and forth, or one week he's in the comfy chair, and the next he's in the uncomfy, he lets everybody know. So about it's going to be a grumpy episode for mine. <laughs> just forewarning. We're going to get back on the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this will be the episode. He's going to bring it up at any point he can. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we brought it up the well I, I wasn't here two weeks ago but last week I don't think I brought right because you were in the comfy chair you were good to yep. go true yep. <laughs> yeah we <Yeah>. figured it <laughs> out the comfy chairs nice we need to look into getting us a couple more comfy chairs we do but if we're gonna do that we we need some more space man we do need some more space <laughs> anyway all right guys we're glad that you're here uh, we're yes. glad that you're listening yes if you're on our podcasts wherever you find podcasts. Thanks for joining us Thanks tonight. Thanks for listening to our voices. And, uh, and we hope that we can uh, give you something entertaining to listen to on your drive to work. Absolutely. Or if you're working out. Or if you're, I don't know. Just hanging out. Hanging Whatever out. you're doing. Yeah. Down the street. Wherever you same are. Same old thing. We yeah. did last, last week. week. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, just... not a thing to do tonight except we're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about first the, kind of the big three things just from this week as far as news goes. Just real quick. Nothing big. Nothing fancy. Got a lot of speculation, too. But, but some cool things. Now, we continued our chapter three, or our, we continued our season one of The Mandalorian rewatch, and we just watched chapter three, The Sin, together, and before we even get into it, I forgot how much I enjoyed this episode. Props to Deborah Chow. I, I, we'll talk more about it later. Yes. There's a lot to say about it. For sure. But it's one of our favorites. So I think you're going to get some positive vibes later in the episode when we finally get to that rewatch. We're going to continue that. Next week, remember, we are doubling up on Chapter 4 and Chapter 5, so continue to do this rewatch series with us. Now, this week in Star Wars, first thing that we're going to talk about is that Stellan Geos. I think I'm saying it correct. I mean, I don't really know exactly how to pronounce this guy's name yet. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's how I pronounced it in Stellan my mind when Geos. I read it. Geos. Okay, so... On Star Wars' social media platforms, they posted the concept art for this individual's High Republic lightsaber. What are y'all's thoughts on it? So if you haven't, so while you're listening to us, if you haven't seen it, go to Star Wars. I know I saw it on their Instagram page. Yep. Go check out the picture. It With the picture, it kind of looks like a very fancy, slicked-out version of Kylo Ren. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's I got very... that kind of... Go ahead. All right. It's very, <laughs> you know, it's very, it's got this, I, so the word just popped up into my head. It's got like this righteous, righteous. kind of <laughs> aesthetic, 
like a righteous, um, angelic kind That's of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very ornate <laughs> looking too. Yeah, yeah it and it's a super blinging, um, like up to the up to par with uh, Mace Windu's lightsaber. Right. Mm. Do you right. think it would crack y'all's top five lightsabers? Uh, I don't think so. Not okay. for me. Oh man, we're getting back into it. See, <laughs> if we're getting into. Uh, if we're getting into looks, just strictly on looks, like we did our top five lightsabers, yeah, um, it would be up there. It's up there. It would be very now, much up there. Yeah, I think for we you, can, mm-hmm. okay. For me, I think I can already say that if we were talking specifically about details, this is number one. It's got a lot going on with it, right? I'm pull it, I'm it's got pull like it up a myself. yeah. I'll kind of flash my laptop to show everybody here at the table, at least Jacob and BA, while we're kind of talking about it. Um, it's got like this folding kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That it does. It stays, I guess, closed it, as long as the lightsaber is not engaged. But then when it becomes engaged, it widens out and it becomes like a sword, basically. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Where the <laughs> exhaust ports for Kylo's would shoot out, but this one seems like it's it's doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. It looks more controlled. I know with Kylo, yeah. with Kylo's lightsaber, it was doing that because he couldn't get like the kyber crystal to react correctly yeah. to where it would shoot out cleanly. Correct? I'm, I believe that's correct. That's correct. I think that's okay. what they were that going for if it wasn't in it. But yeah. it looks like Stellan's is on purpose. Yeah. And man, with this concept art, they go into every detail. I mean, they got like what the lightsaber sits on. They got the old, belt. They got the, the belt. Mm-hmm. I've never really seen them dive into that before. Yeah. In any lightsaber concept art that I've seen. So that's really no. interesting. I've seen it in like a medieval sword concept right. art and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is what this is calling back to, I think, because, you know, it's it's High Republic and they're aiming for something that's more uh, ancient right. in look, I, I think. think. so. And I, it pulls off that look tremendously. I'm a big fan of it. Just I, I can't see anything wrong with it practically. I'm not... I engineer... B.A. Oh, don't pull that card on <laughs> No, seriously, what were you going to say, though? Uh, what I was going to say was, we get this little tease of just this one character. Imagine all of the fancy lightsabers. Cool like little, for, yeah. yeah, there's going to be a whole other top five list for this series, <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I think there's going to be a bunch of cross guards. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Sure. Do you think Stellan Geo is a Jedi Master? Based on his intricate weaponry? Mm-hmm. I think he is. I think he's a master. You think so? I would think think so. so. And I think there's actually info out there on him saying that he is a master. If I, I mean, I can try to look that up real quick. I feel like that, because is it a movie series? Do we know that yet? So High Republic is, currently it's just literature canon. Okay. So they're going for comics, but also novels. Gotcha. So we'll see those. We don't have any like. TV shows or movies planned currently. Right. But with the amount of effort that, that they're, they're putting, putting into, into this these concept arts, yeah. I think they really want this to hit hard and heavy and people like it to where they're like, okay, let's make some visual stuff for this. Well, the only point I was going to add to I that is see that. if it pops up as a movie or series, I feel like there's going to be a lot of Jedi Masters. Like they're just, if they're going to hit like the height of the High Republic. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Thoughts, guys? Um, I don't know. Because if you think back to, like, the prequels, before there was a Sith, before Palpatine was, um, I guess, ousted, like, you know, known about, they uh, there were only a handful of Jedi Masters 
true. Okay, so let me share this detail. I'm on Wikipedia, so that's usually where I go for like quick Star Wars info. Mm-hmm. First of all, as soon as I pull it up, it says, Warning, this page contains major spoilers from a recently released or soon-to-be-released product. Caution is advised. So if you're wanting to know Stellan Geos' background going into the books completely fresh, skip ahead about 30 seconds. Stellan Geos was a human male Jedi Master who was part of the Jedi Order during the High Republic era. He has a Padawan. Vernistra Ruach. I don't know how to say that. And let's see here. Anything else important? He was a Padawan of Master Rana Kant. Don't know who that is either. But there's a little information about him. So he is currently a master whenever we're going to pick up on his story. Gotcha. So yeah. Interesting character. Don't know any of those people's people's any of those individuals that we yeah. just listed yeah it'll be interesting to see more uh but when i saw that lightsaber i was very intrigued this is yeah. the right direction for star wars as far as staying completely away from the skywalkers there you go <laughs> however do you think because they did release the yoda concept art for high republic do you think that that is that yoda yes like they confirmed that part i don't think but, they'll get uh, into that but are you okay with them doing yes. yoda so is Yoda far enough as long away from as the it's not nobody's kin to Skywalker? Okay, so that's like, yeah, I would yeah, be yeah. okay with so seeing Padawan Qui Gon. Okay, so you're okay with connections to the Skywalker saga? You just don't want Skywalker blood? Yeah, no. Right, that's or correct. Palpatine that's correct. That's correct. blood necessarily. Palpatine blood too. I kind of agree <laughs> with that, but, but I like. Think- I would be okay, like, towards the end of it. You know, you see right, Padawan yeah. Qui Gon, or like when Yoda becomes a master. Yeah. Because I don't know if he's going to be a master in this uh, series or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Uh, but when he becomes a master and everything, you know, Qui-Gon was Yoda's Padawan. Right. It would be yeah. cool to see, like, a uh, a teenager Qui-Gon. I think it would... I mean, obviously, I think Endgame of High Republic would have Ooh, to be a setup. Or a, a Padawan um, Count Dooku. Oh, oh yeah. no doubt. That'd be really yeah. cool. Because I would like to see Dooku just on the light side. Yeah. That'd be a cool representation. Yeah. Yeah. That would be neat. So, yeah, a lot of possibilities with um, the High Republic. And, again, we tend to do this on this show, and all Star Wars fans in general. We see one little picture, and we go crazy. (laughs) That is very true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is very, very true. Okay, if we continue to move along, the next kind of thing that came out this week Giancarlo Esposito is talking about the Mandalorian some more. It seems like every time he opens his mouth about the Mandalorian, we get a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's? Do you think he's being told to kind of tease? Tease. I think. I, he, or I do you think he's just doing it for fun? I think that he knows the line that he can't cross. Yeah, I think he, he might is. enjoy getting close to it, but not crossing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be my guess. Okay, so here's his quote from this week. He says, I think this show is going to lay the groundwork for the depth and breadth that's going to come in season three. So we've already had confirmation of season three. But he also says, and season four, where you're really going to start to get answers. So we have this thing completely mapped out for not just season two fixing to come out next month, but an additional two more seasons. So that means we got wow. at least three more years of Mando talk. Just right? what you were saying. <laughs> Heck yeah. Just wow. what you were saying, two Star Wars releases these little things. 
that was a little statement that had like no <laughs> substantial anything in it, but still we're excited about oh, it. No. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. wild yeah. to think about. That is crazy. It's wild to think that this one year of doing Mando Talk has flown by. Yeah, it but really has. getting like this confirmation that we've got three more years of doing this, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if uh, we're gonna like each other by the end of this journey. <laughs> I give it about a year talk. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't I, know. I don't think. I think Nolan's we'll kind of quiet over there. I, he might start having no. his feelings already. I mean, I think we'll be <laughs> fine. about a weekend. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. I think you know, it's uh, something we can all bond over and talk about. No doubt, and uh, something we all all share a passion for. So yeah. Now, does this quote does it make you kind of like I don't know. For me, again, reading into it too much, I'm thinking, well, are we going to have to wait until season three and four to get, like, the big answers? So is season two going to give us anything big? You know, that was kind of one of my reactions. That's kind of, yeah. Is I, that I just feel digging that way. Deep, too deep into it? or mm, I kind of, I felt that way for, like, a split okay. second. Season? Well, something that came into my mind is, like, for some reason, when you said season four... Mm-hmm. It just popped up into my mind. Oh, like oh, that's where we're gonna find out where Baby Yoda came from. Ooh, probably. That's probably like last season yeah. material. Yeah. And we're gonna get like Yoda species mm-hmm. orient like probably get Din Djarin's past. Yeah. And we got some more to talk about that later in our rewatch series, I believe. Yes. I I got something to talk about with that. But yeah, oh. I mean, any. Other kind of thoughts on Giancarlo Esposito again, just kind of teasing us. Other than job well done, dude. You keep just messing <laughs> with our feelings. Yeah, we're all still ready to go every time he's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I feel like I think I don't know. I kind of feel like he's being told to just. You hey, think so? Say this. I think okay. he probably gets enjoyment out of it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because he seems like he would be. Like the videos and stuff that he releases and everything, mm-hmm. uh, it it would be cool to be able to work with him. I think. Oh yeah. And I feel like he's that kind of guy that's gonna you know be lighthearted. But then, you know, when the black cape is on and the dark sabers <laughs> in hand, he's yeah yeah moth. Everything that he is in is golden. To yes. Me. Yeah. Very much so. Okay. So <laughs> I got you where I want you. We were talking before the show. <laughs> Guess who the new main villain in this new show called The Boys is? Giancarlo Esposito. Y'all should check it out. All right, <laughs> continue moving on. We got rumors of Pedro Pascal. This is some bad information, apparently. I don't know if we believe it or not. Rumors of Pedro Pascal being done with the show due to helmet frustrations. So my question, fact or fiction? I give it about 20% valid, like, validation. Validity. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Just with them, I would be disappointed if it is true. Yeah, I would be disappointed as well. I mean, he had to have known what he was signing up for. Exactly. Um. Mm-hmm. So let me give some background to this, and I, as to why I think it's false. Doomcock, the guy that did the whole Disney's resetting the sequels thing, the rumor that was complete bogus. Yeah. That guy. That was like the multiverse guy, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, already we're already losing credibility. It's yeah. already going down. Yeah. Says he won't be suiting up and only doing voiceover work from here on out. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be I'd be really disappointed. What'd you say that guy's name was? 
doing cock, man. Yeah, I would be just <laughs> terribly disappointed if if that was true. I don't know if I can believe, you know, uh, what Doomcock is saying right there. Yeah, me either. I I'm saying fiction. Um, I believe Pedro Pascal just recently shared a picture on social media of him wearing the Mandalorian helmet and directing, like acting like he's directing the orchestra for the music. And he did that, I believe, like the same day that this rumor came out. So I think he was kind of poking fun at it. Yeah. So I, I'm not buying it at all. I got you. But yeah. Yeah. You bunch of fakers. Doomcock. All right. That is the three things that was going on in Star Wars this week. Let us know what you think. Comment on the YouTube video of what you think about those three things going on. And we are now ready to get into our Chapter 3 rewatch. So we are continuing with our Mandalorian Season 1 rewatch series. We finally got get to Chapter 3, The Sin, which is one of our favorites here at Mando Talk. What's so funny, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Ready to get into this episode. I love yes, episode sir. 3. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so chapter three. Uh, big takeaways for me. It's a really interesting and entertaining episode from start to finish. A lot of action. Definitely. I think this is probably one of Din Djarin's best episodes mm-hmm. with the stuff that happens toward the very end. Uh, but for me, I think this chapter sticks out the most because of like all of the Mandalorian culture stuff that we finally get. Like the tidbits. Oh, yeah. um, and I think we get more of that later in the season but this is kind of where it starts mm-hmm. so i think this really is also refreshing. like um the pivot point for uh din Djarin's character because yeah. this is where he makes the choice to you go know to go against the guild and right yeah. he commits the to sin. save the child correct is, yeah yes correct yep. i didn't mean to cut you off i was just pointing out no no so like this is my favorite episode because and I think when we did our uh, review, what was it, the season one review last last season? Yeah. At the end of it, when we ranked the episodes, this one was, I don't know if it was my number one or if, I know it was in my top three. Yeah. And uh, the reason is, is because we finally start to see some, I mean, we see some of the, um, is this, we see some of the, his past, but in this one, we kind of get confirmation that his parents are dead, and, uh, uh, you know, we get more information as far as the guild goes and stuff like that, and the Jedi and the culvert and everything, and then the Mandalorians come out at the end, so. Let's say we see, like, a whole character arc for Din Djarin in this, just this episode alone. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he starts off making the choice to take the Beskar steel, and then he leaves. He sees the knobs missing, so he makes that transformation. We get backstory, so we get a lot jam-packed in. Yeah, so let's talk more deeply into the Beskar steel kind of idea. So the first kind of note that I wrote down while watching this was the client when he says this quote, finding a Mandalorian is more difficult than finding Beskar steel. So kind of the question that popped up into my mind when I heard that quote now for, the, I guess, the second time, or probably the third, I probably have watched this episode before, a couple of times before this, 
uh, but it really stuck out to me. Like, it made me think, how much Beskar does the Empire still have? Because he's acting like it's really easy for him to get more Beskar, and that I don't know. Like, what did y'all do? Y'all have any thoughts on that? I didn't think about it like that, but I did think uh, when he did say that. Um, I don't know because there's like a a whole load of Mandalorians, but you know we find out that they can only come out one at a time. Yeah. Well, Din Djarin's right. always out. Yeah. That. So does that mean like none of them will get to come out ever? That's something else that I kind of thought about too. Like, does that mean none of the other Mandalorians are part of the guild? Yeah, I would assume so because he's the only one that we ever see out and about. Right. I don't know, and hopefully we get some of these questions answered in season two but maybe according to Giancarlo Esposito we don't get him until season three or four who knows yeah maybe <laughs> I always assumed that maybe he was the only one that got to go out so much because he had earned that privilege through his skill in combat you know hmm. maybe um but my only argument to that would be is like we see at the end of this episode that uh, he's pretty matched in skill with the heavy in- infantry Mandalorian. Yeah. And, yeah, when and when they, when they get yeah. into it in the uh, armorer's room. Yeah, and he's kind of like um, holding a little bit resentment for that, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, but then, you know, at the end when they come out and start battling with the uh, the bounty hunters. So I don't know. I don't know. They're I, I would say they're pretty trained equally. I would say. I mean, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on as far as... I don't think that's the deciding factor as far as who gets to come out or not. Yeah. And I, maybe they can only be like one in town at a time. I don't know. I would say that... I don't think that there's a big distinction between skill level with the the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably... I mean, I would hope Din Djarin stands out a little bit just because he's the main character that we're following. But I do think just from the confrontation that unfolds between the heavy infantry and Din Djarin, I think we see that they're pretty equal. So I would just kind of assume that that's the case. So I don't really think that that's what... I'm with Nolan. I, I don't really think that that's what determines who goes out and who doesn't. But... Okay, okay. I mean, how many Mandalorians do you think there were? Like 20? Mid-20s? Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. So, and again... The client saying that Don't, we got more best guard. It's more difficult to find you guys. But there's literally yeah. 25 of them under his nose on that same planet. Mm-hmm. So I'm still just like, I need to know more about yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that just uh, that lets the audience know that he has no clue about the cover or the COVID or whatever they call it. Yeah. What uh, I've always thought was until that now. Un- yeah, until now. <laughs> And but I've you, always, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, but at the end, when he comes back, and then the big blow-up happens with Moff Gideon and everything, and yeah. the armor is there, all those Mandalorians end up dying because of that big pile of armor. So keep that in mind as well. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, Jacob, what were you saying? I've always thought that when he said that you know, there's not many Mandalorians. 
and that it's easier to find the Beskar than it is to find a Mandalorian in these days. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that he's referring to and that he think he knows a lot more about Mandalorian history than we do, right? True. So he knows the Mandalorian way himself. He knows what it is that they really do, and that's what's hard to find, is someone that fights as a way of life, you know? Okay. I see what um, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And also, what I thought was interesting that I caught this time around watching was when he gave the best car to Dan, he said, uh, to the victors belong the spoils. Mm-hmm. And you know that when Dan heard that, he knew exactly what he meant by mm-hmm. saying that because that best car was spoils of war. You know, fair. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. See, I can't dig into dialogue like that to that level. So I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of have another kind of question right after this that's got more to do with Beskar. Uh, we see later. Well, so Din Djarin gets that pile of Beskar from the client. He takes it to the armor. That confrontation unfold unfolds and everything like that inside their little hideout. And Din Djarin, so instead of getting a signet, he uses excess Beskar. For the whistling birds. For the whistling birds, but then there's also some excess that goes to the foundlings. Foundlings, yes. So, are we going to get more detail on foundling information in Season 2? That was my next kind of, because again, we're trying to connect this as much to the next season as possible. Yeah. Is that in store for us? Yeah, so my thing is with that is there's only one other Mandalorian that we know that's still alive from that, and that is the armorer. Okay. So as far as foundlings, I don't know if there are any mm-hmm. or if they have another like home base somewhere or yeah. if any escaped at all. So I don't know. I don't think – I think that's that might be put on pause. I think we will see – um, the child being raised as a foundling. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I don't think like I think he's gonna try to get it back to the core, um, somehow or get it back to its people. Like the armor has, you know, right? You know, she has spoken. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think like it'll end up happening, and the child will be raised as a foundling for the Mandalorian way. Okay, so maybe it'll be he'll be like the way this is. <laughs> so maybe not as yeah. much like answers about the foundling then than I'm hoping for probably. I see I don't I just don't know cuz that like everybody's dead they're, except they're the armor gone. that we know of. Right. Cuz the big pile of armor. I see answers for what a foundling is more in flashbacks in Din's life than yes, we will fair. in and the that, present time. And that's kind of like again another question that I have here in my notes. Perfect segue here. Uh, we do get our first hint at Din Djarin's childhood. So the question that I got from that, what other information do we want to know from his past? I think that's something else that we're going to get in Season 2. Hmm, and I'm I would hoping like maybe oh, yeah. they use that as a tool to give information about what a foundling exactly is. Yeah. So, Ooh, the- um, But I really want to know where he was Correct. during the Clone Wars, during the end of the Clone Wars, during, you know, like uh, the Siege of Mandalore and during, you know, the Great Purge. Purge. What was he doing? Select all that apply. Yeah. (laughs) Every single one of them. (laughs) 
So I want to know more about his training as a Mandalorian. That's valid too. I don't think he is a Mandalorian, and so that would kind by of by blood. I agree by blood. Yeah, and I think uh, so. He might be taken out of the Clone Wars right there if if time is right. Um, we don't know how old he is, but he could have been born right after the Clone Wars or whatever. Well, we see the droids there in his tri- in his flashback, so it's definitely Clone Wars. Period. Clone okay, Wars yeah. happens when those droids are activated, right? Like that's the beginning yeah. of the the Clone Wars begun. Yeah. They have like that. That's Yoda's line, right? Is that, <laughs> did I mess that up? I don't know. I mean, other than the <laughs> fact that I didn't sound like Yoda whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, I, he's there for the Clone Wars. But to your point, though, like at at what like level of involvement is he? Yeah. Well, because if he's not on Mandalore, then there's a chance that he's not really that affected by the Clone Wars yeah. as much as other places in the galaxy. Unless he's part of, you know, like, uh, well, let me ask well you. we know that um, the Mandalorians that pick him up have the signet of Pre Vizsla's, uh, what are they called again? Death Watch. The Death Watch, yeah. So, you know, he's somehow involved in the grand scheme of True. things. He somehow gets caught up in it all. Yeah. And this is all stuff, you know, like we've been talking about this for ever since it came out. You right, know, yeah, we've been wanting right. to know more about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, so in in season or in the last episode when he receives his jetpack, mm-hmm. uh, she asked him if he's been trained on it yet, and he was like, uh, "Not really, sort of, kind of, maybe." Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Is like what? Because he's obviously trained on whistling birds because he's like, you know. Boom! And they're they're all dead. Yeah. So, um, that's yeah. What is he trained on? What other kind of tools will he obtain in season two? Like what what other kind of gadgets and dude? Will he upgrade his pulse rifle? That's another like perfect segue. Oh, here we go. Great. <laughs> so my next thing, uh, it's we like we've I'll been be, doing this for I like know. a year. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> Din Djarin gets his best car still. Now my question for that. That goes perfectly with what he was just saying. Are we going to get any more armor upgrades, gear upgrades, other than the jetpack, obviously, but just anything along those lines? I think, so this is my thoughts. I think armor, he said, I mean, obviously it's Beskar, but Mandalorians do have a history of painting their armor. Do we think he's going to change his shiny look and paint it up a little bit? Kind of like Boba Fett's colors, or I mean, not saying that it's going to be the same colors, but like same idea where he paints it up. So, BA, what do you think? I was just saying that could be a a tie to when he finds Boba Fett's armor. Maybe he kind of gets inspiration from that. Paints inspired. Well, so the last thing go, you know, there you go. And one of the last (laughs) things we get, you know, because he has all this armor and it's shiny, but and she says, you know, in this episode, she says, you know, it's an eye catcher. Well, <laughs> he doesn't have a signet. Yeah. And in the last episode, he gets his signet as a mudhorn. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how he paints his. No, we like, s- we uh, see in the trailer, darkish, some kind of, yeah, some kind of brown, you know, and we to see- match his signet. I don't know. I don't know if his signet has anything to do with the color, but I'm saying that it's a possibility that it could. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would happen. Did you guys ever watch like the Daredevil series that came out a few years ago? I be- nah, not enough to. Well, know. it was like the first season. He was just running around basically in a t-shirt, mm-hmm. and, like wrapped around his head like a bandana. But then, like the last shot, you see him upgrade to like the Daredevil suit, like the red Devil suit. 
I feel like yeah. that could happen in this episode because in the trailer we see him with the signet on his arm and he's still got the chromy look. So right. it True. may just be like the last thing you see, like oh, like here's something to look forward to next season. Yeah. He paints up him decked out That's in true. a different, different way. Yeah. Other than thought. whistling birds, though, I don't know of any other gear that he could attain, unless it's just another sick pulse rifle or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, I think like that's the only thing that's still brown <laughs> that he uses. Yeah. Other than like his blaster is not even like I mean it's kind of best card out. But the pulse rifle is kind of old looking. Now it is one um heck of a weapon. Yes. I w- don't see any reason why he would get rid of that thing. Yeah, no. Unless no. he loses <laughs> it. Or, or it gets destroyed. It. <laughs> I wonder if he gets in a battle with somebody and it breaks. This bad boy might cut it in half. Ooh. I think that's one weapon he eventually may attain. Yeah. Hmm. Not in season two, though. Oh, no. Nah. You, you think he'll <laughs> obtain this? I think maybe that might be the end of the show. Some, I think eventually he's going to get his hands on it somehow. Yeah. Does he, he might not end with it, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but we obviously know that he's getting a jetpack. We know yeah. from the trailer that we finally got to talk about last week, so go check that episode out. Yes. See our reaction. Yeah. Hear our reaction. But that's a good point, B.A. He might get, um, yeah, he might confront that uh, blade a little bit. <laughs> yeah. How do you think Beskar does against lightsabers and darksabers of that kind? Mm, is that... In the Clone Wars at all? Because I know Obi-Wan duels pre-Vizsla at yeah. one point. Is there any point where his lightsaber clashes with his I don't remember. Armor? I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think it did. But that's something interesting to explore. Yeah. Because, mm. again, Esposito has teased that there's a battle or a duel confrontation between him and... Din Djarin. Yep. So we might be getting that answer. Did he not season. also say that uh, uh, the dark saber clashes with the lightsaber? I think he did. I think he said what? something along those lines too. <laughs> I thought he did. And I think like that came out like the same week or two after people were like, "Ahsoka's in season two. Yes, I remember that. But did she doesn't tell have us her that? lightsabers. I think so. No. Um. She doesn't have her lightsabers at this point. Yes, she does. Yeah, she does. She, she does. does. Yeah. The white yeah. ones. Yeah. Yes. She. Yeah. So you're talking about her dropping them in the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. She. So she ends up getting like white sabers during Rebels, and I'm assuming those are still the ones that she has. Gotcha. I think. So yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll have a white, blackish, dark saber clashing with a white lightsaber. That'll be a new look. So it'll be cool to see if that is in fact true. But yeah, ton of possibilities with Dinjarin and the weapons that he uses. As far as the strength of his armor, we have to assume that like blaster bullets and the lightsabers are like the same material, right? See, I don't know because you... you can deflect a blaster with a right, lightsaber. But, but it's like two, I guess, energies they would just reflect since one's kind of contained in a... Mm. That's th- That was my thought. It was order. just <laughs> you bring a sword to a gunfight, but in Star Wars it's better to have a sword in a gunfight. Because you have that ability Unless you're to deflect Han Solo, but just with that point, if they if they are the same thing, we see Mando take a shot to the shoulder in this one, and it True. doesn't even dent it. So right, and we also see Grief Cargo survive because of mm-hmm. it from a blast. From the best scar. Is that the, is that your last segue? 
No, I still actually have a couple more things. <laughs> Which way do I need to be headed? <laughs> okay, so we keep going, though. Uh, this is just a big point that we've already talked about that we can just go crazy with. Yeah, I like going crazy. Incredible action and some of Din Djarin's best moments when he was getting the child. Uh, yeah. I think when, when he was you, beating up those stormtroopers and just doing what he wanted to. Yeah. If, I mean, if you go back to my <laughs> or if you go back to my reaction on our original season or episode three watch, my favorite kill and still to this day <laughs> is the grapple hook around the neck with the uh best car knife in the throat. It's it pretty in the good. Chest, wasn't it? Something. Maybe. It was Regardless. awesome. <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that guy got Straight up wrecked, yep. and that was the best. And um, so it concludes with kind of the whistling birds, you know, as close to Iron Man slash Batman you'll ever get in Star yep. Wars. That's yep. what it reminds me of every time. But that's fine with me. I love both of those characters. Uh, and the episode wraps up with the Mandalorians revealing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the way they're allowing the way. Din Djarin to get away and do his thing with the child. And my final thing that I had here is, are we going to see more Mandalorians in Season 2 other than Din Djarin? I think we will. I think we'll see more of the armor yes. eventually. She'll be in there at some point. Yeah. So outside of her, though. See, I'm still under the impression that the Mandalorians have, like, refugee camps on major planets. Mm. And is like, this a major planet? I mean, it could be. The guild was located there. It's important for the Mandalorians to know a lot about the galaxy. They're in the Outer Rim, correct? Yes. See, I feel like they're going to be more along, scattered along the Outer Rim and low like population towns. Right, and when I use main planet, it might be misleading, but I mean, like, if they do go to Moncala, like we speculated last week, right? if they go to, like, those planets, I feel like there might be a little, like, covert there on that planet right. that he'll so run into. do you think, because we know we're going back to Tatooine based on the trailer, mm-hmm. do you think there is a covert on... Tatooine. That's a great question. Because I, the huts yeah. are there. And no, they not. run No, they're not. They're dead now. The huts are wiped out. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Hmm. We have the Cyclops guy now. I think yeah, the Cyclops <laughs> dude. <laughs> In the trailer. He's running like oh, the yeah. um, the fight club ring. But to your kind of point though, it would be really interesting if somehow we do in fact see that Boba Fett survived. Yeah. But he's rallied up a crew that follow him, and that's like the covert on Tatooine. That would be cool. That'd be very that interesting. That also poses the the age uh, the age old question, <laughs> is Boba is Fett Boba a Fett Mandalorian? Mandalorian? <laughs> that's yeah. a great question. Because if I hear <laughs> Boba Fett say this is the way... <laughs> I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, so... Picks we, up his dad's helmet, rolled on the ground. <laughs> this is the way, father. <laughs> we saw in the season two Dude, trailer. Dude, that would be so bad. Uh, <laughs> not mean bad in a good way. Yeah, like, yeah. that would be freaking cool. We saw in the season two trailer, apparently, that that woman in the hooded robes was Sabine Wren. We know that she's a Mandalorian. But again, last week in our reaction, Jacob brought up a great question when he said, well, if that's really Sabine Wren and she's Mandalorian, why is she not in her armor? So I'm still not 100% sold that that's who that is. So 
kind of go back to my last question there. I'm not sure outside of Din Djarin if we're for sure going to get a Mandalorian or not. Hmm. Other than, well, now that you said armor, that makes sense. I think she'll be back. Yeah, I think she will be. So, outside of those two, though, I still don't feel 100% confident that we're going to see others unless you're one of those in the fan base that fully believes Boba Fett's Mandalorian or not. But again, that's that's going down a let a us path know if you I are or not. Follow. <laughs> let us know if you are or not. I'm interested to know what other people's thoughts are on that because agreed. It's very um, interesting. That's uh that's not the way. <laughs> you don't that's think so? That's not the way. Okay. I mean, they don't wear helmets most of the time. Okay, so that's another interesting question though. We talked about it a little bit last week too. Like Sabine Wren is full on Mandalorian yeah. by blood, but by she blood. doesn't wear her helmet ever. In or she, she does sometimes in Rebels. In Rebels, yeah. but she doesn't wear it when she's just casually hanging out with her yeah. peeps. But and, uh, in that's like, all Wars, before. That's all before the Great the Purge. Great Purge. So did the Great Purge change everything? That's probably yeah. a really easy way for them to answer that continuity issue. Is oh the Great Purge made them change their way, yeah. It's either that or the helmet thing is only something for certain clans, certain culverts. Agreed. I think those are the two workarounds. Yeah. I think it's kind of like I don't, I'm just kind of thinking of like you know the different so going to Highland Games the different groups. Yeah. Different clans. Different clan. Different quilts. Colors. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of thinking about it like that way with the Mandalorian, where each and of their cohorts yeah. have different rules. And that's a good way to think about it, because that's exactly the way Mandalorian society was before the Great Purge. Yeah. They had clans, you know, and each clan has their had their own signet and um, kind of duked it out with each other right. a little bit. Like yeah. the Clash of Clans. <laughs> you got yeah. it. You got so, it. Yeah. yeah. Basic idea, yeah. Basic, yeah. <laughs> I never played that game. I, I think did. y'all played it in you played it in high school, right? Yeah. I think we would be like it, we would be on break or something and you'd be playing the clash that. Of clans, yeah. I would be just be clueless as to what y'all were doing. <laughs> I was probably being a nerd and doing my trig homework. It was a really fun <laughs> waste of time. It was. There you go. It was. Well, you know what's not a fun waste of time? Listening to Mando talk. I hope you had a great time this week listening to us. Yes. Those sure. are all of the notes that I have for our rewatch. Any other final kind of thoughts, though, on the floor about Chapter 3? <laughs> yes. Jacob's got the E.T. finger <laughs> going on over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So do y'all think that it'll pop back up what they were trying to do with Baby Yoda? Yes. Not in this season. Oh, what season four? <laughs> season three, where we get you know the big answers. I think this. <laughs> I think this season is just going to be the trials and tribulations getting him to the people he belongs to. Hmm. Okay. Based off of the trailer, I can see that honestly. Yes, like we're going to also get, based we're going to cameos along the way. Yeah. Probably Ahsoka and everything. But also cameo, on the but. season one trailer, I didn't suspect that there was going to be a Baby Yoda popping up. Yeah, <laughs> and that changed everything. So <laughs> can right. we really conclude that from the trailer? Yeah, yeah. if we get a Baby Wookie, I'm over. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm over it. You're going to keep throwing in babies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, a baby we're Jar Jar. Jar Jar. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> What were you going to say, B.A.? Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Listen, I, I'm excited for 
season two and the more we get closer to it it's getting even more exciting and after watching chapter three that's one of the best ones out there so i'm ready to go i'm ready for it to be october 30th but we're still a full month away full month but thank you for listening to the show this week thank you for brandon anderson and jacob keller stepping in as always thanks for having us as always you're welcome. You're welcome. Good to be here. Absolutely. Nolan Ferris, thank you for being back, man. It's good to be we back. We miss your voice. It really is. <laughs> we miss it really your voice. is good to be back. Um, if that's all we've got. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Mando Talk. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast. If you just type in Mando Talk on YouTube or all of your podcast platforms, you'll find us. We're the best. MandoTalk.weebly.com. <laughs> we have spoken. <laughs>